0: Not to be left behind, Penny quickly followed her father, overtaking him before he'd gone very far into the forest. "'Penny, you shouldn't have come,' he said sternly. "'There may be trouble, and I'll not have you taking unnecessary risks.' "'I don't want you to do it either,' she insisted. "'Which way did the men go?' "'That's what I wonder,' Mr. Parker responded, listening intently. "'Hear anything?' "'Not a sound.' Queer that all three of them could disappear so quickly," the editor muttered. "I'm sure there's been no attack. Listen, what was that?" "It sounded like a car being started," Penny exclaimed. Hastening to the edge of the wood, she gazed toward the parking lot. The Parker car stood where it had been abandoned, but the gray sedan was missing. A moving taillight could be seen far down the road. "There go our friends," mr Parker commented rather irritably. Their sudden departure probably saved me from making a chump of myself. How could we tell they didn't mean to rob that other man? Penny asked in an injured tone. You thought yourself they intended to harm him. Oh, I'm not blaming you, the editor answered, starting toward the parking lot. I'm annoyed at myself. This is a graphic example of what we were talking about a while ago. Imagination. Decidedly crestfallen, Penny followed her father to the car. They finished their hamburgers, which had grown cold, and after the tray was removed, started home. I could do with a little sleep, Mr. Parker yawned. After a hard day at the office, your brand of nightlife's a bit too strenuous for me. Selecting a shortcut to Riverview, Penny paid strict attention to the road, for the narrow pavement had been patched in many places. On either side of the highway stretched truck farms with row upon row of neatly staked tomatoes and other crops. Rounding a bend, Penny was startled to see tongues of flame brightening the horizon. A large wooden barn, situated in plain view on a slight knoll, had caught fire and was burning rapidly. As she slammed on the brake, Mr. Parker roused himself from light slumber. "'Now what?' he mumbled drowsily. "'Dad, unless I'm imagining things again, that barn's on fire.' "'Let her burn,' he mumbled, and then, fully aroused, swung open the car door. "'There were no firefighters on the scene. "'In fact, the only person visible was a woman in a dark flannel nightrobe "'who stood silhouetted in the red glare. "'As Penny and Mr. Parker reached her side, she stared at them, almost stupidly. "'We'll lose everything,' she said tonelessly. Our entire crop of melons is inside the barn, packed for shipment, and my husband's new truck." "Have you called a fire company?" the editor asked. "I've called, but it won't do any good," she answered. "The barn'll be gone before they can get here." With a high wind whipping the flames, Penny and her father knew that the woman spoke the truth. Already the fire had such a start that even had water been available, the barn could not have been saved. Maybe I can get the truck out for you, Mr. Parker offered. As he swung open the barn door, a wave of heat rushed into his face. Coughing and choking, he forced his way into the smoke-filled interior, unaware that Penny was at his side. Seeing her a moment later, he tried to send her back. You can't get the truck out without me to help push, she replied, refusing to retreat. Come on, we can do it. The shiny red truck was a fairly light one and stood on an inclined cement floor which sloped toward the exit. Nevertheless, although Penny and her father exerted every iota of their combined strength, they could not start it moving. "'Maybe the brake is on,' Mr. Parker gasped, running around to the cab. "'Yes, it is.' Pushing once more, they were able to start the truck rolling. Once in motion, its own momentum carried it down the runway into the open, a safe distance from the flames. "'How about the crated melons?' Penny asked, breathing hard from the strenuous exertion. Not a chance to save them, Mr. Parker answered. We were lucky to get out the truck. Driven back by the heat, Penny and her father went to stand beside the woman in dark flannel. Thanking them for their efforts in her behalf, she added that her name was Mrs. Preston and that her husband was absent. John went to Riverview and hasn't come back yet, she said brokenly. This is going to be a great shock to him. All our work gone up in smoke. Did you have the barn insured? The editor questioned her. John has a small policy, Mrs. Preston replied. It covers the barn, but not the melons stored inside. Those men did it on purpose, too. I saw one of them riding away.